Hello, and welcome to Writing the Coast. I'm your host, Megan Cole, and Writing the Coast is the official podcast of the BC and Yukon Book Prizes. On Writing the Coast, you'll hear conversations about books, publishing, and of course, our annual prizes. Our guests include the finalists and winners of the BC and Yukon Book Prizes and event organizers and book enthusiasts from across the province and territory. In 2019, Terry Patratz began planning a literary festival to be held on Salt Spring Island. The vision for the festival was to bring together storytellers, musicians, poets, children's book authors. But then the pandemic happened. As you'll hear in my conversation with Terry, the pandemic definitely threw her a curveball. And while Paper Covers Rock Festival was supposed to happen in person next week, the show is going on, but virtually. In addition to being the founder of Paper Covers Rock Festival, Terry is a writer herself. She produces Saltine.ca, a Salt Spring Island-focused zine, and gathers inspiration for her projects from various mediums, voices, and platforms. But why don't I let Terry tell you more about herself and the Paper Covers Rock Festival? Here's my conversation with Terry Potratz. So I'm um, Terry Potratz. I'm the uh, founder of Paper Covers Rock, which is an emerging readers and writers festival here on Salt Spring Island. And so can you talk a little bit more about uh, Paper Covers Rock and where that idea came from? I've worked as a writer and an editor and, you know, spent several years doing event production and marketing. And when I moved here, I was kind of shocked that there was no writers festival that existed here. And I was looking around at what was happening nearby and I got very bored during my year of maternity leave. And my brain was spinning, trying to think of what I was going to do next. And then, then I kind of hatched this idea uh, for the Writers' Festival, thinking, you know, there isn't one on Salt Spring, and this is definitely something that I feel uh, equipped to to produce. And then I just started thinking about, um, you know, the type of content that I'm interested in. Um, as as a as a writer, I kind of lean more towards. Um, you know, writing for magazines and online, but I just draw inspiration from so many different places. And so I kind of wanted to create an event that captured that, like the fact that we consume content in so many different ways and we draw inspiration from so many different places. And, um, you know, I love picking up a physical book and reading, but I also, you know, listen to podcasts and read magazine articles. And I, so I kind of really wanted to capture like the breadth of storytelling outside of just reading this physical copy of, of a book, which I love. And there's like a nostalgia around that that is inescapable, but I kind of just wanted to broaden the lens a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, it's so interesting now with podcasts, because even podcasts have so many writers are using podcasts as tools to expand the way they tell stories, too. Mm -hmm. I think that a huge part of it is, you know, as much as we we love to read, there's that energy in the room, you know, when we go to an event and we're watching an author that we love or um, someone who's produced a um, another type of art or creator of any kind. And we're listening to their creative process and um, you just get so drawn in by that. And so that's really kind of what compelled me to kind of 
launch this festival. And so, yeah, it's for that reason that I have authors. I have, you know, I have a musician, a comedian, podcasters. Um, so really trying to explore all the ways we, we tell and engage with stories. Why did you think this was something that Salt Spring Island needed at this time? Well, a couple reasons. I think for one, there's so many authors who live here. It's a very creative place. Um, they're all lurking in the shadows very privately, but they're definitely out there. And then secondly, I think there's been a huge influx of younger families and people coming to the island from the city. And so it just seemed like the right time to bring in something new and fresh and just, you know, celebrate storytelling and ideas. Yeah. What drew you to Salt Spring Island? I had a baby in the city and we lived in a West End apartment and, and quickly realized that that wasn't going to last for too long. So we kind of just did the, the two hour radius outside of Vancouver and started to look around at where we might live. And, um, you know, so we did. We explored uh, Bowen Island, Sunshine Coast, Squamish, and then visited some friends here. And it escalated quickly from there. We, I think we had moved within six months after that. Yeah. You mentioned all these writers on Salt Spring. What is the literary community like on Salt Spring Island? Oh, well, the last year, I mean, it hasn't been much. I, the, the local library has been doing an amazing job of scheduling um, lots of author readings on Zoom. Um, so I think that they're kind of, you know, a really integral piece of that puzzle in, in connecting authors. I know um, that they, you know, really showcase local authors work at the library and um, are really active in, in scheduling a lot of events throughout the year. Yeah. Yeah. So you were you were planning on having your festival. It would have been originally, was it last year or this coming year? It would have been this coming March. So the original plan was, you know, uh, multi-track keynotes and panels and workshops, the whole shebang, uh, parties, <laughs> then... Um, and then, yeah, as, as uh, the, you know, the pandemic came on the scene. So I kind of hatched the plan, I, I would say, towards the end of 2019, so pre-pandemic. And then, yeah, when the pandemic arrived, it was so far in the future. We have a whole year. Um, so I wasn't panicking at, at that time about how the plans would evolve. I was certainly thinking about what my plan B and C might be. And, you know, now we're on like plan X. <laughs> it's evolved many times over. So, yeah, I think, you know, certainly in the future, I hope, you know, the, the goal is for this to be an annual event, um, hopefully with smaller events kind of sprinkled throughout the year in between. And hopefully we'll get back to a place where that initial grand vision can, can come to be. But for now, we're kind of focusing on, um, well, these few online workshops coming up on the original dates and then um, have shifted the in-person workshops to October after the summer, which is a beautiful time of year on the island. So yeah. excited about that. Do you want to talk a little bit more about what you have planned for March and also any ideas you have for October? Yeah, so um, so actually I was speaking with one of the authors and, and lo um, local authors here um, and she was asking me if, you know, we were doing a Zoom workshop and I had been very averse to 
moving anything online. I had this idea, like, I want people to come together and like, I'll be darned if we don't make that happen. And then as I kind of reflected on that, I just had a moment where I thought, why, like, why not? I mean, if, if some of the speakers want to do online workshops, let's just do it. I mean, so I, you know, I, I checked in with all of the speakers and a few nominated themselves to, um, to do these uh, online workshops over the original festival dates. Uh, so we have Chris Humphreys doing a workshop on fantasy fiction. Uh, Marguerite Rohrs doing two, two workshops, the first one on writing for children and the second one on how to publish your children's book. Um, and then Sonia Larson from Vancouver on applying memory to your memoir writing. And Joseph Danderand is gonna be doing a session on storytelling, which is very exciting. Did, were you attending literary festivals and literary events before you decided to take one on yourself? Yeah, um, definitely here and there. I've attended the Whistler Writers Festival, um, a couple of, of the Vancouver um, uh, Writers Festival events. And uh, yeah, I think, you know, once I had, once I had my, my baby, it's been, it's been a few years since I've been able to get out to events like that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, as a, as a conference producer, I, um, I, I love attending, you know, any event like that where I can learn new skills and meet new people and network and, and just get inspired. Yeah. Having participated as a, as an attendee in some of those events, were, were there things that you wanted to try and do differently or offer you, I know you're doing kind of more master classes and workshops, which maybe we don't typically see at an event like the Vancouver Writers Fest, but was there something new you wanted to add with your approach? I, I wanted to reach an audience that kind of spoke more to me and where I was at in my life. I think at a lot of these events, you know, you see um, aspiring writers, existing writers, retired folks who would like to take up writing. And I think for me, when I was attending writing events, it just felt like a lot of pressure. And I was maybe at a place in my life where um, I was interested in a lot of things, writing always being one of them. And I had this expectation of myself, like you can't, you can't engage in an activity unless like it's going to work, unless you can like make that work as a career or a side hustle or something. And in the past couple of years, I've kind of had this revelation, like, no, you can just do things because they're fun and you enjoy them. And so I've totally taken that pressure off myself to like go out there and, and be a writer. And I think it's just resulted in a, in a more enjoyable experience and taking on work because it's interesting and I'm drawn to it and not because, um, you know, feeling like I have to fulfill the next step in, in uh, pursuing this creative career. So, and yeah, I think um, I just wasn't, uh, uh, you know, in recent years, finding the type of content that really spoke to me and my interests and like that kind of variety, maybe a bit scattered in terms of interests and what I was drawn to, but yeah, that's kind of what my my feeling on that is. Yeah. Um, and so your what are your hopes for October then, as far as event? Yeah, I think they're modest at this point. I'm still uh, just <laughs> hoping we'll get um, 10 or 12 participants in for each workshop. I think at this point, we'll have maybe 
I don't know, a dozen workshops total over the weekend. Um, so we'll just see how that evolves again. I mean, um, th these are scheduled to take place in the cottages, these beautiful cottages overlooking Bullock Lake. So a really fantastic setting to go and, and take a writing workshop for a few hours. Yeah, so that's the venue. So, you know, there's there's going to be uh, capacity limitations there, even if, you know, everyone's vaccinated and we have no restrictions whatsoever uh, as far as the pandemic goes. Um, but uh, yeah, I think the intention is to keep it is to keep it small and um, and really have that one on one experience with the uh, with, you know, the instructor or the speaker who's leading that workshop. Um, and really, you know, connect with the other participants there. So small and steady this year. Is yeah. The, is, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I, when I was, when we were chatting last week, I really got a sense of how important, like, even though you're doing the Zoom stuff in March, the location is also so important, it seems to you for this, for this festival that, yeah, Zoom works for now, but long-term it kind of needs to be on, on Salt Spring. Yeah, I think there's just a magic to this place and you can't replicate that online. I mean, you can access some of the folks who, who live here and who write here uh, virtually for, you know, for an hour or so. But I think when I imagine the experience of this festival, I imagine, you know, whether you live here or you're coming from nearby, you know, you you arrive with the intention to to learn and to create over this weekend, and it's such an inspiring, you know, place to come and do that. You are surrounded by water and mountains and trees, and I think that that is just creates a beautiful environment to come and dedicate some time to learning something new and and you know getting your pen to paper. How has it inspired you in your writing? Um, well, I've got my desk situated next to my window here with a with a tiny little sliver of water view and it's it's uh, definitely I've, I've carved out a little space where I feel really great about sitting down to work. Um, and uh, yeah, I think just slowing down a little bit and coming back to what I was what I was saying a little bit earlier about just taking the doing things for the enjoyment of doing them and not, you know, to not to level up um, or try to accomplish something career wise and just focus on the things that that make you happy and that, um, yeah, that, that bring that enjoyment. I, I don't know if it's possible for you even to to imagine, but have you thought of like what your vision is for the festival, like five years from now, if you could imagine sitting down and and it's festival time, what it would look like? Oh, I'd love to be doing more outside. Absolutely. Um, I think um, introducing other events, uh, you know, music performances and um, yeah, I think just bringing people together outside for performances and um, yeah, to kind of bring in like that more kind of fun experiences um, in addition to uh, you know, the workshops and the panels and, and the readings. So I would also love to explore um, writing retreats, you know, maybe on either side of the festival or potentially throughout the year. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. I think it's, it's, uh, it's helpful to, to dream and look ahead to the future, but 
also this year has certainly taught me that, um, you know, flexibility is key. Yeah. yeah. Do you have kind of dream authors or presenters or performers you'd love to see if down the road, if you had endless amounts of money and, and could go big? Mm. I right now I honestly I kind of have an aversion to like paying the big bucks you know right now I'm paying everyone the exact same amount and um and I think that I'm I'm really trying to design and organize this festival in such a way that the speakers who are attending are getting an equal amount of value as the attendees and so I think I've I've tried to be really really thoughtful in terms of that and in you know uh, trying to take care of um, the speakers and um, make sure that um, you know the content is equally appealing to them. So I think you know in in a few years I would love to be in a position where everyone's just banging on our island door and and wants to come in. So I don't anticipate and I wouldn't like to be in a place where you know we're we're paying like huge dollar amounts to bring in keynote speakers. I think we can have a, an equal or a greater impact just having really compelling people come. And it's not about having, you know, the big name, it's about having the great experience. And, um, and that's the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah, it really does seem to be it. It's interesting, because uh, as you've been talking, I keep thinking of the Sunshine Coast Festival of the Literary Arts in Seashelt. And I think there are events like that, too. And I think like um, Galliano has their festival and, uh, and uh, Word on the Water in uh, Campbell River. Like, it's very experience-focused, which I think is so interesting. Um, is it such an interesting take on these kinds of festivals? I think that, I don't know, maybe maybe that's always dictated by where you decide to organize a writer's festival. But I think, um, you know, living here where, where we live in British Columbia, you would be hard pressed to not draw inspiration from, from your environment, wherever the festival may be. Um, but yeah, why, why not incorporate the environment and this sense of, of place into, into the event itself and, and how it's organized and, and how it's presented. So I think that's really important. And I think that that it will help to, you know, really ground everyone in the experience and, and create something really special and we'll all be different in that way. You know, you could have as often happens, the same speakers going to various festivals, but the, the the space of where it's taking place is going to be the thing that differentiates it. So why not celebrate and why not celebrate that to its fullest potential? Thanks so much to Terry for being on the podcast. And thanks, as always, to you, our listeners, for subscribing and listening to Writing the Coast. If you want to learn more about the BC and Yukon Book Prizes, including our storied series, which launches this weekend, visit our website, bcyukonbookprizes.com. And if you want to stay in the loop about all things BC and Yukon Book Prizes, including other upcoming events, follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Next time on Writing the Coast, you'll hear my conversation with Joanna Lilly, a Yukon author who's involved with Yukon Words, a society passionate about Yukon word artists. Thanks for listening to Writing the Coast.